Hi there, and welcome to episode 146 of the ADHD Adults Podcast. I'm James Brown, the man who can only intrude if invited over your threshold. And I'm joined by Dr. Alex Connor, the man who doesn't have to race much, as his intricate system of traps means he can take his time. And the woman who has so many thoughts running at the same time through her head that she has trouble with them crossing over, and it turns her into a backwards Johnny Five whose brain screams, Output! Output! <laughs> Alex, hi. Hello, James. Nice to be here again. How are you? Good to be here. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Is that what a racing answer or what's that? Yeah, racing thoughts. Yeah. yeah. Good one. Good one. Sam, hi. Nearly, nearly did a Murray Walk impression. Hello. <laughs> How are you both, Mrs. ADHD first? Oh, fucking knackered. I couldn't sleep. I got up at 3 a.m. and still didn't set off on time to get here. So that's good. How about you? I uh, know. Um, and <laughs> Alex, I suppose I should ask, though I do not care. There they go. That's my Murray Walker impression. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you. <laughs> that was Murray Walker. Murray Walker. We don't, <laughs> I don't know who you. people are. I'm not aware of them. We haven't got these dead. We haven't got figures for Friday because, and I quote, because of Alex's face, which has sadly got better. Which was James' video he bothered to record on Instagram. Thank you, James. Thank you very much. On the plus side, I want to thank the many, many people who sent me a message when I was in hospital claiming I got an infection from eating humans. <laughs> but it's like true. a lot of, I mean, a lot of people. And one of those people sent us a letter. No, they did. It's from a, I'm just going to check. It's from a, 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 it's a Robert from Kidderminster, James. It says, it's been a bit, it's been a year since you found this big box of letters, Alex. Could you point out to James that the pile doesn't appear to be getting smaller? Robert lives on. Oh. P.S. James is a Dracula. <laughs> Thanks, Robert. He knew. He knew. He knew. We've had a real letter. Can I read it out? No. Thank you. It's from Lucy. And it says, hello, just wanted to say how much I'm loving the podcast. I've suspected that I'm ADHD for a while. And we're recently coming to the realisation that my husband probably is too. Neither of us diagnosed so familiar. That's my bit. We, but we came across your podcasting and finding so many things are ringing true. I'm currently on episode 45 on sex and loving how much it is making Alex cringe. It was awful. I wondered if maybe, at some, that was me again, not Lucy. I wondered if maybe at some point doing an episode on being polyamorous, non-monogamous and ADHD would be welcome. It is a way of life that really works for us, down to a lot of our ADHD traits, excitement of different things. But it can also be difficult to manage. Time blindness, RSD, it's always the admin. That was me again. Any, I'm ruining this letter. Anyway, you may have done it already. Ding. I really should have checked that before I started writing to you. I've got a lot to catch up on. I mean, imagine how awkward I would find that one. Yeah, it'd be amazing. <laughs> I almost want to write the script immediately just to see the level of discomfort on your face. It is a good one, actually. I think it's really common. Mm. Yeah, I, I do as well, coaching clients. But I also I, should have moved that out of the letters for the podcast and into the <laughs> suggestions for future topics. Sorry. Oh, I know. Who would have thought that, like, perfect admin voluntary yeah. admin <laughs> <laughs> right and uh, and as usual what did your t-shirt say sam it's a new one nobody's free until everybody is free yes. absolutely right 
Um, <laughs> as usual, Tarquin, the metrics intern, has, has given me some information. Hi, Tarquin, has given me some information about another city we've got listeners in, Toronto, in Ontario, Canada, where oh. anyone who listens probably does so just to use James's rage to warm themselves up in the cold winter months. The metrics intern, Tarquin, has told us a fact about Toronto. Sam, for those who may not know it, Putin can be used as legal tender in some parts of Toronto, with a large putain being roughly equivalent to 20 Canadian dollars or one pelt. Thank you. <laughs> the confusion on her face is amazing. Yeah. Anyway. It's chips think... and cheese curd and gravy, Sam. I uh, know. Yeah. It's, she struggles with this bit, obviously, because... Yeah, that, it's just lies. It's just lies. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Um, as usual, this any television program that Jim Davison made ever of a podcast is a tragedy in three parts. We choose a theme. Last summer, Ram was about ADHD and intelligence, and today we're focusing on ADHD and racing or intrusive thoughts. As usual, the three parts include the Brian Harvey of evidence, Alex the psycho education monkey. Dana. Talking about the theme, our personal reflections on racing and intrusive thoughts, and then some just the tipping, spunk trumpeting, Gabby Loganing, whatever we call it, towards the end. <clears throat> so, Alex, when you're not thinking about woodpeckers or I mean, sorry, I mean bear traps. Bear traps. I'm sure you have other thoughts. So tell us about racing or intrusive thoughts. I will. <laughs> bear traps. Uh, right, 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 racing thoughts are defined as subjective acceleration and overproduction of thoughts. That's a lot of long words, sorry. So racing thoughts are, are considered to be related to that, that classic manic thinking that people have been talking about for generations, then they can be overwhelming. The thoughts vary all over the place. Could focus on one single topic that won't go away or mix multiple different lines of thought at the same time or in like a train of, of intrusive or racing thinking, and they can be about anything, work, financial issues, relationships, or even the pulsating veins in the neck of a virgin that you shared an absinthe with back in 1876, which you've never quite forgotten, James. Ah, then were the days. Effectively, when racing thoughts occur, the head is full of rapid thoughts that you cannot stop, or it's very difficult to stop. Racing so research has shown that these racing thoughts are found in everyone, general population, but more often they occur in many mental health conditions, probably unsurprisingly bipolar disorder, also depression and insomnia. This term racing thoughts actually appeared in DSM-3 back in 1980. Mm. And James, 1980 was, was when you were a mere 200 years old. Yeah, <laughs> I whip a snapper. Which means James was also around when it was first described in 1858 as melancholia agitans, oh, where patients in rabbit ears, James, inverted commas for everybody else, cannot focus their thoughts as soon as they form an idea, it disappears, and a completely different one quickly takes its place. There is some evidence that coexisting conditions make this worse. Racing thoughts present in 60% of adults with ADHD and bipolar disorder, about 20% if you only have ADHD, or rather if you don't have bipolar disorder as well. In fact, racing thoughts are found with an incredibly high frequency in hypomanic and manic states associated with bipolar disorders. What about intrusive thoughts? Are they the same thing? 
Excellent, as always, Sam. Perfect question. James, it's not that hard. It was just written down for me to ring it. But you'd think you'd be able to ask a simple scientific question. I don't know. It's it's just disappointing. Unwanted, intrusive thoughts are subtly different from the racing thoughts. And they're repetitive, unacceptable, unwanted thoughts or images or impulses to do or think something. They can be separated into involuntary autobiographical memories, I am's, will I am's, and involuntary future thoughts, IFTs. So the past and the unknown future, for want of a better description. In everyday life, most people experience involuntary thoughts about their their past and also about future events, even if they're not going to happen. And that happens in response to environmental cues, incidental cues from around us that trigger those thoughts. Yet, despite all those cues being around us, most people are not flooded by them. And this is because most people have have the ability to inhibit or control these thoughts to stop them from popping up. Might start to become familiar with this. Both of these thoughts are a bit different from the classic ADHD thing, mind wandering, which we've covered before, mm. but they do share some similarities. So, so why, Al, why are they important though? You know, do they have an impact? He says knowingly. It's just a clumsy, clumsy way of asking. <laughs> clumsy question. Yes, racing thoughts can cause anxiety. They often it's rarely that we have racing thoughts about a a normal healthy happy thing that's happened but it's 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 often leading to a worst case scenario or the the worst possible interpretation of an event that happened easy to contribute to shame or or a future impending disaster feeling this is then a vicious cycle of james mo anxiety mo racing thoughts (laughs) i know you like it when i do that (laughs) It's cultural appropriation. Intrusive thoughts can have a detrimental effect on mental and physical health. They can be just, I mean, upsetting in the first place, and that is bad for us. They can contribute to depression, anxiety, or possibly even OCD. They might be triggered by stress or anxiety, so it's a a vicious cycle, and can be a short-term acute issue brought on by hormone shifts or lots of other biological factors. Interestingly, sort of, intrusive thoughts are, um, as we said at the thought, just like racing thoughts, commonly associated with bipolar disorders. Now, you hinted at it earlier, yeah. probably because the script guy didn't move that bit from the script till later on. But um, <clears throat> give me an A. Oh, like, like ADHD. All right, yeah. Bob, I'm getting there eventually. Well, there is, I can't do it. There is some evidence that coexisting conditions make this worse. Racing thoughts, I mean, oh, yeah, you're right. We've already said this bit. Yeah, 60% yeah. of people with, with ADHD who of and bipolar disorder have the racing mm-hmm. thoughts, but only 20% of ADHD adults do. Um, hugely high frequency in the hypermanic and bipolar, but racing thoughts are thought to be an integral factor in ADHD for many of us as well. The distinction between racing thoughts and distractibility or or sort of hyperactive mind isn't clear. Mm. ADHD patients report very often, almost always, in fact, a sort of mental restlessness. But is that the same as racing thoughts? Um, no, 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 it isn't. 
or maybe it's really hard to know the difference may come back to something we covered in the anger episode James, do you remember that when Sam and I repeatedly made you angry? Yes, funnily enough, Alex, please don't remind me of it. This is state or trait. Traits, if you remember, are characteristic patterns of thinking or feeling and behaving that are similar across various situations, wherever we are. And it's kind of rather stable thing. Your your traits are how you present your your thoughts and your psychology and your behaviours and what you've learned growing up. States are the, those characteristic patterns of thinking, feeling at a specific moment in time. I'm currently in a fugue state, for example. For, so an example would be distractibility. That's a trait and often an ADHD trait. Whereas racing thoughts, those that distractibility being particularly bad, that would be a state usually, unless it's happening to you all the time in all environments. However, as we know, symptom expression is ADHD is all over the place, can vary over time, day to day even. And this might also be the case for the racing thoughts part. Best example is that many ADHD parents, patients display several peaks of brain activity towards the end of the day. And so racing thoughts generally increase in the evening at bedtime. And that appears to be one of the reasons why ADHD affects sleep onset. And um, what about intrusive thoughts? It's, it's just a simple way to ask a question. Thank you, Sam. Oh, the oh. same question again that I asked last time. Yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah. You, you can do that, James. It's dead easy. I don't know why you can't <laughs> ask basic questions <laughs> that you've written down for Sam. Well, right, as we know, adults say ADHD often have poor cognitive inhibition. We, it's hard to stop thinking about things. That's, we have poor inhibition in general. That's mm. one of the major factors of ADHD. Research suggests that worrisome, intrusive thoughts are an important expression of ADHD. Adults diagnosed with ADHD experiencing significantly more intrusive and worrisome thoughts, depressive, intrusive, anxious, intrusive, just a frequency of intrusive thoughts, and also removal difficulties, so that's cognitive inhibition problems, and disturbance, like personal disturbance about those intrusive thoughts themselves. So yes, all of that, really. If you've got a mood uh, disorder as well as ADHD, like depression, probably unsurprisingly, it's an even bigger issue. One study reported that adults with ADHD and comorbid depression had significantly more negative automatic thoughts than both ADHD people without depression and non-ADHD people. But can I be done about it, Alex? Just sure. <laughs> I, I was just about to say before we interrupted that the, the, the one study did report the engaging in, in frequent activities of aerobic physical exercise led to significantly less worrisome and intrusive thoughts. Do you know what? I read out less, but I meant fewer. I think we all know that. <laughs> journaling as well expressive writing appears to be able to lessen the impact of intrusive thoughts you've tried that haven't you james recently and wasn't that was a bit yeah can't, you're probably going to talk this isn't mm. the personal reflections bit sorry it's not and <laughs> um, and that can appears to lessen the impact of intrusive thoughts as well may even improve working memory boot that's boot well we got through that didn't we? We got through that. <laughs> it, wasn't it wasn't perfect, but it'll do. Tightly a sex tape. We'll be back in part two for personal reflections. No one's ever said it'll do. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Alex, hi. Hi. What's up? Hello, governor. Welcome back to episode 146 of the ADHD Adults Podcast, where we are talking about ADHD and racing and intrusive thoughts. This is part two, where we will talk about our personal reflections. James, go. Tell Sam's at work because she's being very quiet rather than screaming. She doesn't want anybody to hear her wherever she's terrified. Fucking amazing. Right. So obviously I've got all the I've got all the things, including a form of bipolar um disorder, cyclothymia. And so I'll start with the intrusive thoughts. When I'm in a bipolar bipolar low, it's incredible how intrusive those thoughts are and just how impossible they are to shift. So the, the kind of the darkest of thoughts, the trigger warning clacks on Al, the, the, the stuff that's kind of telling you how the world will be better without you, et cetera. It's incessant. I cannot turn it off. It's like, it's like the world's worst fucking record just playing over and over again with the same thought repeated and repeated and repeated. And then it will just slightly change slightly. And you're a burden on Sam. You're a burden on Sam. Poor Sam. She's She'd be so much better off without you. You're a burden on everybody. You know, it, it's incredible how intrusive those thoughts are. I can sit there listening to music playing a game, watching television, and I can still just hear these hear these thoughts repeatedly kind of intruding on all of my activities, which is why when I am in a bipolar low, and this is how I cope, is I, is I sedate myself and knock myself out, because it's the only way to stop those thoughts, is, is, is by trying to sleep, by not taking my ADHD meds, trying to make sure I can sleep more, because it's fucking tiresome. It's really fucking tiresome to just constantly have this this negative voice, these thoughts about how you know you're the world's worst person and how the world would be better off without you. And yeah, it's really difficult to deal with. And although I have got better when it comes to those low periods of saying, "Don't worry, you're going to get through this," and Sam is really good, and she'll tell me you're going to get through this. It's, it's you know it's short term, and I know that. That means I can cope with them better, but it's it's just the it's the toll it takes mentally and physically to just it's, non-stop have that. It's such a good word for it, James. It, it, it is tiresome because there's a there's a feeling isn't it, that it should be somehow almost bleak and and poetic and gothic. It's not. It's just fucking boring and tiresome. It's really it irritating. It's it's really. It's a, really it's 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 exhausting for a start thoughts take energy people don't kind of realize it literally takes glucose for you to have thoughts and therefore when your brain is constantly thinking it actually takes up more energy when you've got reduced bandwidth like we often have with adhd it's it's tiresome so the intrusive thoughts for me are almost always around my bipolar lows i don't think i really get them when i'm not in a low to be honest now that the racing thoughts if we'd have done this podcast, you know, back in series one, I'd have probably said, I don't really get these, which would have been a fucking first or a second, let's face it, something that I don't get. But it's interesting that it started to happen more recently. And what you were talking about, about um, uh, previous autobiographical facts, so stuff that had happened 
in the past and unknown future events, for me, the, the racing thoughts are always about future events. And they've only just started and they only come when I get into bed, when I'm about to go to sleep. And when I've had a couple of periods of insomnia recently, it's been tired and I'm yawning. Oh, I can't wait for some sleep. Turn the lights off and then brain just goes click and away it goes. And it's often, if you like, creative thoughts about planning stuff you know, about writing stuff like, oh, well, we could do that and I could write it in this way and then and then we do that. And and I'm saying to myself, no, 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 stop thinking about that and it, stop for a second, try and think about something else and it just creeps back in and I can have two thoughts at the same time. You know, try, I, I'll be trying to think, trying almost to force myself into a dream. Well, think of that dream you had last night, you know, about the golden pandas in the garden, Sam. And and then try and remember that dream, but then the racing thoughts come back about the thing that I was thinking about. And again, it can last all night, or it can last so far into the night that you give up on sleep, or you know I have to get out of bed and try and get those thoughts out of my head, which we'll talk a little bit more about in tips because it's again it's just fucking exhausting. You'll lie there just, just thinking fucking shut up. Just shut the fuck up. I want to sleep. And they don't stop. So the racing thoughts are always about future events. So I think we talked about this in a previous podcast. And I think probably related to that, I had my first nighttime earworm a couple of, I think it was about a month ago, wasn't it? Where I've never kind of gone to bed and just had a song playing. But I did. And I could not. I just, I couldn't. I couldn't Dana. stop it. Luckily, it wasn't that. I think I would have. I would have trigger warning clacks on. Did <laughs> killed me. Your life, yeah. Um, yeah, no, just couldn't couldn't stop. It was a song that had just been it? released, and it was a it was a new single by Sweden, and I was just oh, I'd yeah, been listening yeah, yeah. to it a lot. But it just it just kept on playing, kept on playing, and I couldn't stop it. And it's a song that I really like, but I'd rather sleep. So, yeah, both both of these intrusive thoughts and more. When I'm in a bipolar low, the racing thoughts have started now. Um when i try and get to sleep and that's um yeah it's it's tiring sam yeah this is um i don't know this is really confusing for me because this is no. constant this is like i i have this all the time so i i can't understand that people don't have constant racing thoughts like all the time and i can't really they're just about everything really um and and I don't really understand the difference between racing and intrusive. It's just all it's just all a jumbled mess in there, and it's all really noisy. And 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 particularly if there's something in the environment that's bothering me, if there's a bit of a mess or something, then that then I've just got more niggling ones that will kind of you know that I've got to do things about and um. Yeah, I just always thought that this was just this is just me and this is just kind of anxiety, I suppose, that I'm always worrying about everything all the time. Or it can just be that I'm just thinking about things that I'm doing or things that I've got to do, blah, blah, blah. And and yes, they are worse for me at night, but that's just because there's no other noise to kind of drown them out. So it's deafening at night, um, which is why I often don't sleep like last night. 3 a.m. I was like, well, I might as well get up because this isn't 
<laughs> going to work. And you say that ADHD Towers isn't going to edit itself at three in the morning. I <laughs> know. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I did. Vocally, um, presumably, James. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing some editing. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and um, when what you said about it expending energy, that's I've kind of always said that this is why I think I'm so skinny is because my mind is just always racing it never ever ever stops and I think that must burn a lot of energy off and you know no matter how much I eat I just I'm just constantly burning it off it's yeah mm. it's a difficult one for me to talk about because I, I don't really it's just me what about you Alex from a science perspective we should probably point out that there's some evidence that ADHD brains use slightly less energy on average than the normal people which is always surprising to me god imagine um, if I was normal I can't yeah I don't so know why it, I said that <laughs> yeah Sorry. that would be incredible you, do you, so something that surprised me that made me think about about you and when you frequently do pole ding, yes ding. is when when I started running for for the first time, which was in my 30s, really, when I started doing serious exercise. It was almost disturbingly quiet for a bit afterwards, my brain. And I didn't know what the fuck was going on. And and I've now realized that that's what a lot of people feel like all the time. Oh, wow. They're not. They're yeah, not I, I, when I'm off the, when I'm off the floor, yeah. holding on to the pole, then it's really, really quiet. That's what pe <laughs> a lot of people are like all the time. Imagine. That's... It's a bit lonely. <laughs> oh, yeah, but wow, it must yeah, be I know. so much it's... less fucking exhausting. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. I, Imagine I, just I being able to go to sleep and your mind's just like yeah, empty. <laughs> it's God. also worth pointing out, despite what you read on the TikToks, people with ADHD on average have more fatigue you know, this kind of, oh, they're so so bubbly, so energetic. Mm. We actually have more fatigue. What they're doing is looking at the people with ADHD in a really high energy environment, like where there's lots of people and it's new, and thinking we're like that all the time. Which and a lot of the time, it's not energy for me. It's just adrenaline. I'm literally running on adrenaline. It's not energy anyway. It's always just adrenaline. That's what that means. We don't, it's right. not literally, we don't, because it's a third law of thermodynamics and you don't create energy out of nowhere. Um, so from, from my perspective, yeah, I, I have both racing thoughts from a, from a, the perspective of someone with a substance use disorder, alcohol is the cause of, and the solution to my racing thoughts. And so they are less since I stopped drinking, which is nearly a year ago, but when they come, which they do, because it's another form of stress, I don't have alcohol to numb them anymore. And that makes it scarier. I've had to learn not to catastrophize when they come in and to split my racing thoughts into those that are real and meaningful to me and those that aren't, because I can have all sorts of stupid thoughts. It's a few days ago, furious with my wife. And then literally seven minutes later, I didn't care about it again. And I'd, I'd, I'd managed to manfully vocalize it really loudly and aggressively. So feeling like upsetting someone and then feeling like an utter tit about it. And then, and then partly thinking, oh, maybe I need to do something about that because it really means something to him. Give a shit. I don't know what that was. I don't even know what that was. I don't know who that was. And that was racing and awfulness. And that's really difficult. Exercise quietens it. But like, like we were just saying, it 
it, it must be weird to be like that all the time. From an intrusive thoughts perspective, mine, like James's, are linked to RSD, things I've said, but also and mainly anticipated future feedback. If I think, like, especially one of you two or, you know, family member is going to tell me off, even if you're not, it, it buries me. It, it, I, I can barely get out of bed at the thought of it. I feel sick. Mm. And, and it's really odd because you do need feedback it, uh, and and it's almost always nice present company accepted i don't know hmm. um in general they don't happen unless i'm emotionally dysregulated and that can happen for no reason at all that takes away all of my coping strategies so suddenly uh, i'll start having intrusive thoughts i care about that so much i care i can't think about anything else the whole day i'm like oh we have to discuss this is going to be the worst thing ever and i can't trust my emotions and my thoughts at all and that's horrible and they're intrusive and they're unwanted and they're exhausting that's mine getting back to sam's which i thought was interesting more interesting yeah, yeah far more interesting yeah yeah obviously i would I, I i was literally looking for anything to do other than listen to you speak but <laughs> you getting know, back to sam's, what's fascinating is sometimes because sam does have so many tabs open or channels running it's is when they slip out into verbalization and she'll say something, which is one of the thoughts that she's got occurring at oh, the same yeah. time. And it'll be halfway through like a conversation with me or something. And, and then I'll say, what? And, and she'll carry on as if we're having that conversation and then say, oh, no, sorry. No, I'd started that in my head. Yeah. And it's minutes. like, oh, of course, we should go over there for that. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. No, it, it's it's fascinating. And I think it's something that's a, bit, a big part of Sam's probably ADHD as well as ADHD. Oh, I was right. once walking to work and I, it was quiet morning and one person walked all the way up to me. And just as he walked past with no thought about it at all, I went, Ouelle Bonk in French because of, I, God, I don't even know why. And it, the way we looked at each other and my surprise, first time I'm hearing it as well, was just awful. It was I was so embarrassed. It was one of those things that happens quite a lot. Can you re not, you not record those moments? It's not possible. <laughs> so you can just see me. For my, for my anyway, enough of that tat. We've just got time for a game before we get to the no, break. So, no, yes, no, we no. have. Depressingly, Alex is 5-1 up for this year. I, I, honestly, I don't know if I'm just making this easier. Or if he is, I don't know, has some system of spying on me. By the way, I don't think, I don't think he watches ADHD Towers, so I don't think he's actually aware of the stuff that's going on. I don't so, watch the ADHD adults. I don't ADHD no, no, I don't either, mate. Even when I edit it, which is why it's so badly edited. So we recently took a trip. We went to Barcelona. And there was an issue with travel adapters, as there often is. So there's three options, Alex. Option one is, I forgot to take any travel adapters to Barcelona. Option two is, I did take a travel adapter, but it was the one that I know doesn't work. And option three is that I took a travel adapter, but couldn't get it to fit when I was there, even though it turns out it's very easy to fit. Ah, uh, that's good. Right, I think I don't think it's the didn't fit one because you're used to things not fitting. Because <laughs> ding, uh, positive. Yeah. <laughs> I don't that. think it's a ding if I'm explicitly saying he's got a small <laughs> willy. Um, oh, 
I I don't think I don't think you left them all at home because you always keep one adapter plugged into your massive giant dildo you take to you, the one you bought from Europe. So I think it's uh, you took one, but it didn't work. Five two, five two, oh, five two. Yeah. If you're back. watching on the video, you can see his little face going to this <laughs> smuggy little, all still I, and excited smirk. Sorry, massive face, massive face. Yeah, no, actually, it was like I took an adapter and I couldn't get it to fit, so my phone didn't charge for the first night because it's a very simple circle and a circle with two prongs. Anyone that's been to Europe couldn't get it to fit in. Ding, um, but then worked out the next day. Actually, you just turn it around the other way like 180 degrees oh, and it fits in perfectly so yeah so that's five two and on that glorious happy um wonderful Boring. wonderful note we'll take a break and we'll see you in part three for some tipping see you in a bit just the tip bye no welcome back to episode 146 of the ADHD Adults podcast, we're talking about racing and intrusive thoughts, as always, in part three. Just the tip, top tips, spunk trumpeting, and we're Gabby Loganing. Right, anybody got any tips for their own racing thoughts or the wider population of intrusive thoughts? James, do you want to get cracking? Anything? I, I can have a bash, mate. I can have a bash. Um, yeah, so I think the tips are probably more for racing thoughts. I think it's probably going to be very difficult to deal with intrusive thoughts you can challenge negative thoughts with positive thoughts but for many of us with adhd let's face it we don't believe those positive thoughts um we often struggle to accept positive things about ourselves but you can challenge negative thoughts with positive statements it's more powerful if you say them out loud for example mm. things that you seem see as being authentic to yourself even if it's just i'm a kind person i'm a good person i've got a balloon shaped head whatever it is that you see as being something that you can accept as being true about yourself yeah. you can use to challenge those intrusive thoughts for for racing thoughts it really is about get it get it out your head if you can get it out your head if it is that future that future situation that, that those unknown future events type thoughts then write it down so journaling is something where, I think you said, in the psychoeducation, wasn't listening, um, that it's something that can uh, decrease the impact of racing thoughts and improve working memory. Um, and this is something that I've started doing. I've started doing it in a, in a slightly weird and macabre way of writing a letter to my dad every day. But I get the things that have happened in the day out, the positives, the negatives, the thoughts out, in the hope that I won't have to deal with them. If you're having that, that those racing, racing thoughts about a future event, I mean, for Mrs. ADHD, she'd spend she used to spend all night awake, you know, thinking about a conversation with a boss where he was going to sack her, etc. Then, if that's the situation, write down the reality of the situation if you can. What will probably happen, rather than trying to go through every permutation. Um, so, to yeah. get the thoughts out of your head if you can. And Alex has gave a, gave a tip, gave his tip, ding, about mm -hmm. the earworm, which is to listen to the song, didn't you? A, a couple all of the way through, yeah, like, or sing it to yourself, if you know the words. Yeah. Yeah, it, and see if that works. Um, yeah, so for racing thoughts, get out of your head. Intrusive thoughts, like I say, I even I, I try and use music, but even 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 over the loudest music, I can still hear those thoughts. Sometimes it depends on the music, but yeah, it will it will it will pass often with intrusive thoughts, and that's my um, that's my big tip, uh, Sam. Um, yeah, I. 
don't really have a lot of um sorry i'm so sorry my brain's working so slowly at the minute i don't really have a lot of tips for this because i don't know how to stop it i would agree with the writing down um when i'm trying to get to sleep sometimes if i write it down then it can get that thought out of my head mm -hmm. and um uh, the, with the intrusive thoughts i can't say that's not true or say something nice about myself i don't think anything nice about myself mm. but i can say mm. that's not helpful sam because that to me is true and it just kind of helps to stop that thought and i can't think of anything else alex sam can i say uh, also saying it out loud and saying the word sam so using the third person is evidence-based to work as well that's an extra thing that people could do Right. So it feels a bit weird, almost self-indulgent when I do it. Like I don't oh, think no, I talk to myself you, all the time. But you, I've yeah, got you, more than idea. one me. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you, I was about to say when you said not when you you'd call yourself Sam, do you, Alex? That'd be <laughs> kind, of, kind, of, kind of weird, wouldn't it? I do, yeah. 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 Okay, right. So almost all of this is about emotional acceptance. In terms of in terms of actual practical tips, the first thing is 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 exercise that there isn't a barrier for you to do. Let's not pretend that it's easy to access exercise for most people. It is difficult. So the first thing is to figure out any anything is better than nothing. You even even just walking around your living room is better than nothing. So what what will get you off that sofa can help. And when, when is that a good time for you? Because I always put off running till later and then don't do it. But I think mm. I'm going to be a different person every day. Been decades of that. So I have to do it in the morning. Mm. But it's mainly about uh, emotional acceptance. For racing thoughts, if I can't stop them in the, when I call myself Sam, then, then I have to swap them for something less consequential. Because if I think about winning the lottery, it sounds good, but actually then I start thinking, oh God, but I've got money worries or this and that kind of thing. If I change them for something entirely inconsequential, something only positive. I think, that, James, are you, uh, do you ever do this with your totem thing or your wristband where you transport yourself to an environment like a desert island or a forest or whatever it is that people like that is sort of peaceful and only pleasant? This is something you can replace intrusive or racing thoughts with thoughts about an environment like that that is only positive to you so that's it's, it's it's not something i did because obviously i've never been anywhere pleasant or felt positive emotions so i suppose oh, yeah. for me just just imagine myself in kind of um, a, a white box yeah yeah completely white background where there's nothing there that would be that would be the absence of anything bad so that would be my my pleasant <laughs> What what I want to say about intrusive thoughts is, uh, do you have those where you have the intrusive thoughts where you feel you are getting an instruction to do something, like jump, push somebody off off a cliff or jump in front of a train or those kinds of things? So I hear from so many people with ADHD that that's a big fear for them that they feel like a bad person. Right, best news ever. The opposite is true. Those thoughts, those feelings, are people who are emotionally intelligent, and it is their subconscious doing a sort of BBC warning documentary to their brain that you are not in charge of saying, this is a bad thing, don't do it. And the fact that you worry about it shows empathy and shows intelligence, emotional intelligence. You might be interested to know, James, I don't have them at all. 
I don't have those warning. I've never had one. Not, not, I, interested, I not, not interested nor surprised, Alex. <laughs> no, not at all. But I think it's that's the most important thing, really, that that those are not you being a bad person. They're, they are you being a good person and your brain reminding yourself that that would be a bad thing. And just just knowing that can be helpful. A lot of this mm. is emotional acceptance, blah, blah, blah. That's my top tip is to try that. Excellent. Well, on that triple tip ding um we'll we'll close it out so that was episode 146 of the adhd adults podcast where we talked about adhd and not what it says in the script which is stress but instead racing and intrusive thoughts if by a miracle any of this utter nonsense poorly performed and terribly edited once it comes out Mm -hmm. entertained you um, you can find more content by subscribing on Patreon. Visit the website. Uh, I think I put the right one in this time, www.theadhedadults.uk, to find out more and to get in touch if you want to write in a letter oh. or suggest a podcast. Oh, what's, what's the matter, Sam? Is it, if this so is going to now turn into if this is going to now turn into what apparently the last episode was, which is everyone's favourite end to an episode where it just became this completely dysregulated <laughs> conversation. That would be amazing. Yeah, what no, was it, I Sam? just, I well, I wanted to say something about the twelve days of Christmas on Discord, but I haven't looked at it properly, so I don't really we know do, what to say. We do but that? It, go on Discord. There's a twelve days of Christmas. There are twelve pre- present uh, prizes. prizes. Yeah. You can win one every day. Are they mostly birds, like the real twelve days of Christmas? No, it's it's the good things. Sorry, that's okay. I, that I was like that was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Anyway, um, yes. Twelve days of Christmas on Discord. We'll release something on social media to push that as well. We'll um, put it in the show notes. We'll we'll put it in the show notes, which will come out on Monday. That's a good good idea, Sam. Um, anyway, bye bye. Bye. Bye all. Trigger warning, Claxon. 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 Claxon.